0: everybody, this is Don Newman and this is Living a Life Remembering. Uh, This is a show that's all about how you and I can live life in such a way that it lives on even after our own lifetime has ended. Uh, Today's show, I'm going to be sharing some things that's actually going to come out of my own personal life and talk about ways that we can really make a change in our life. Uh, Today's show is entitled making a U-turn in your life, making a U-turn in your life. And I use the term U-turn in Y-O-U, U-turn. How do we make a turn in our life? And I'm gonna be talking about five decisions that you and I can make that will lead in a course correction in our life. I don't know anybody that doesn't have something in their life that they want to change. You're going to hear me talk about and be very transparent today about the area that I want to change the most in my life, which is my weight. And I'm going to share more about that later. But everyone has something that going into 2020, you know, in this year, in 2020, I really want to change this area in my life. And so today's episode is how can you and I make those course changes? How can you and I, Uh, make a directional change that really turns our life in the direction that we want to go. I'm gonna be talking about that today. If you've ever seen one of those movies that has one of those scenes where there's a captain on a ship and whether it would be uh, the movie Titanic or uh, Red October, I can think of numerous movies where somebody is calling for an immediate change in the ship, Uh, if you've never heard this term, Right full rudder, uh, reverse engines are, are terms that require an immediate maneuver to, to move the ship in a really, really uh, opposite direction of where it's headed. I think many of us, you know, if we were honest, there's something in our life that we want to call right full rudder, uh, change engines, um, move to starboard, uh, or, or move to port you know, all those terms that require a a movement, what are those areas that you want to move in 2020? What are the areas that you want to change in your life that maybe you've battled for years? I'm gonna be very transparent about my own battle and and the years that I've battled uh, my particular area that I want to change, but I wanted to encourage you. And so I'm gonna share five decisions that all of us can make that are going to really help to change that rudder, that are going to really help change the destination that we're headed to. And so as I get into this today, find the areas that relate to where you're at and use them to encourage you. You know, maybe unlike myself, maybe you're very happy with your weight and you know, there's a difference. Let me just say this before I share my own struggle. There's the difference between being overweight and just being under the pressure in your mind that you need to lose weight. There are people in life that they really do not need to lose weight and some of the social pressures and some of the things that they feel that constantly make them feel guilty that cause uh, some of these uh, adverse actions that really are unhealthy to try to obtain to a body style. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being way overweight or, or 10 or 20 or 30 pounds overweight to where you know this can become a health issue. And so as I share my journey today, if you're, in, uh, if you're struggling with the same thing that I've been struggling with, these things may encourage you. But maybe you're happy with your weight. Maybe that's not an issue, but maybe you're struggling with your job. I'm really tired of the job that I'm in. I'm struggling to find joy in this job. I'm struggling to believe that I'll ever advance in this job. <clears throat> maybe it's a relationship and there are some struggles in that relationship, unfulfillment or maybe you're in a broken relationship. Uh, maybe you're tired of, uh, of living with anger and you're like, I want to change my life and not deal with this anymore. Uh, we could list uh, uh, numerous subjects of what people want to change in their life or maybe what they're tired of living with and there would be a subject that uh, for almost everything you can imagine. But what is your one thing? that you know in 2020 i want to change this these five decisions are going to help you be able to determine what course action you need to take and how you can get there to change direction you know i made a decision that uh you know i would love to come and share with you after i had conquered my weight loss and you know i'm sitting here and i'm telling you i'm showing you before pictures and you're seeing the after picture right now Uh, but I made a decision. I'm not going to share what I learned afterwards. I'm going to share what I'm learning while I'm moving through it. So I'm not going to tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you what I am doing because I'm in this with you. I'm battling right now. I'm not the guy that necessarily has conquered everything and is telling you, Hey, this is what I did. Look what I did. I'm telling you, I am fighting the same fight that you may be fighting in that area or another area in your life. So let me tell you a little bit about my story. In high school, Um, my brother and I, we have this joke that in high school, our goal was to gain weight. Uh, Now that may sound odd, but uh, in high school when you're playing football and you're 150 or 160 pounds, man, the bigger that you can get, the better athlete you become. And so our goal was to become 180 or 190 pounds. I mean, 200 would be a dream. And so we took everything from a thing, uh, a supplement called Huffman's Quick Weight Gain uh, I bet you won't find that on the shelf today. Uh, brewers yeast. Uh, uh, we would drink this uh, Tiger's milk. I think was the name of it. We, I mean, I, I, we would drink gallons of chocolate milk, and uh, just anything and everything that we could do to try to get our body to pick up weight. And I mean, as hard as I tried, uh, I think the biggest I got in high school was right at 190, 195 pounds. I was six foot, 190, 195 pounds which is still a good size. I didn't hit that magic 200 number. And my brother and I, you know, we talk and say, this stuff doesn't work. Well, we're both convinced now that it did work. We just didn't realize that it was actually time released, that it took years for it to actually happen to, you know, and so 10 years later, you know, boom, it's working. It's in our system creating weight. And of course that's not really what happened. Uh, in our life, but it's fun to think about. But through my 20s and 30s, being very honest, very transparent, uh, I find I found myself uh, getting into times of gaining weight. And I remember, man, you know, feeling like, man, I'm 230 pounds. I've got to lose this weight. And I'd love to be 230 pounds right now. Uh, but back then, you know, I knew I, I need to lose this weight. And I'd have times that I would lose that weight. Uh, family vacations, high school reunions, weddings, I can name all the different events that came up that gave me the motivation to be able to lose the weight, but then I'd go back again. And uh, if you've ever heard the saying, I've lost over a thousand pounds, uh, you know that's probably what I've lost when I look at different periods of time that I've lost weight. And as I look at my own battle with weight and I look at my own battle with trying to live thin, live healthy, because really that's what it's about. You know, I've, I've learned that there are some things that I can do to attack it, and that's what I'm doing now. And again, I'm sharing at the beginning of this journey. And to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I wanted to share this is because it's actually helping me to focus and to advance in something that I want to change in my life, and I'll share more about that later. But I want to share about these five decisions you can make because I know these five decisions that lead to a course change in your life. I know they work because I've used them in other areas of my life. Now I'm making a decision to apply what I've learned in other areas to my battle with weight, and I absolutely believe that I'm, I'm going to win this battle And I'm going to change some things in my life in a way that I've never changed before. So let's get into these five decisions and how you can apply them. Five decisions that will help you change the course of your life. The first decision that you and I have got to make in order to make a change in our life is a decision to be honest with ourselves. It's probably the most decision, it's probably the most important decision that we will make uh, in that Place of being honest with ourselves. And when I talk about being honest with yourself, I like to talk about questions that we ask ourselves. And <clears throat> the first question you and I have to ask ourselves is this question where are we? And uh, you ever been in a mall and there's a map and it says you are here and you can see where you're at on what side of the mall or what floor. And you know, it helps you guide where you want to go, but you've got to know where you're at before you can make the step to go where you want to go because there's, there's a route that has to be taken. If you're at one point in the mall and you know, okay, Sears or another store is at the other side of the mall, I know I've got to turn right and head this direction. You got to start, where are you? And next question you need to ask is this, okay, where are you? And based upon where you're at, which direction you're facing, where that next step is going, where are you headed to? You know, if you were to put a dot on the map where you're at now and and you were to draw a line out based upon your current trajectory, your current um, direction that you're headed, where are you headed to? And it's important to do that because here's the truth that I had to tell myself. If I'm right here and my direction tomorrow is here and the next direction is here, but I want to go this direction, I'm never gonna get there. Well, yeah, but one day I'm gonna do it. When? When am I gonna do it? Well, next week, next month, next year. You know, um, When am I gonna get there? I'm only gonna get there when I finally realize this direction will never ever get me there. I mean, I can go around the world, if I was trying to travel to a country over and over and over again, and the chances of me getting somewhere that I wanna go that is off to the right or another complete direction, uh, it's not gonna happen. And so we gotta have that honest conversation with ourselves. We need to have it with ourselves. We don't need necessarily to have other people tell us this. We just need to sit down and talk to ourselves. So where are you based upon where you're at, where are you headed, and the next thing you need to ask yourself is this, where do you want to be? Is that where you want to be? You know, where's that place you want to be? If you drew it on a map, you know, where exactly is that place? So you can know how far you're off. You can know, hey, is there a couple things I need to change or do I need to do hard right rudder? We got to make a change today. We need to make a change. If, if I'm going to save this relationship, if I'm going to get out of debt, if I'm $150,000 in debt, and that's just credit cards, and, and, and the situation is getting worse, I need to pull the rudder hard and make a decision today. It's not going to change, continuing. You know, they, they say that the definition of insanity is, uh, is keeping doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. And so this is all about that. So where are you? Where are you headed if you don't make a change? And where do you want to go? And the last question, are you happy with that? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're okay with it and it really doesn't matter, you're never gonna make a, a, a move. You're never going to pay the price. You're never going to count the cost. You're never going to pull hard on that rudder. And again, these are just questions you need to ask yourself. You know, if that current job you're in Where you feel that you're currently at, is it really that bad? It may just be uncomfortable, but is it something that, man, I really need to make a change? So you're gonna ask yourself, where are you? Where are you headed? Where do you want to be? And then the last two questions you're gonna ask is, why are you there where you're currently at? Okay, this is what I had to ask myself. Why am I overweight? What makes Don overweight? That's a hard question to ask. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing this in front of how, uh, I don't know how many people will be watching this, uh, but it'd be hard to be talking to a group and exposing you know, yourself, but I, you got to ask those questions to yourself. And I said, Don, you know, why are you overweight? <clears throat> you got to ask yourself, these next two questions are, How did you get there? Why are you where you're currently at? You know, you may be thousands of dollars in debt. You may be in a bad relationship. You may be dealing with anger. Why are you there? I mean, take time to say to yourself, okay, how did I get here? Now, some of that is going to involve maybe other people, other decisions that were outside of your control, but some of them, uh, some of the answers, many of them are going to involve Things that you had control over, and the last question that you ask after you discover how you got there is: "There anything that I can do about it?" And I'm gonna tell you, even the worst situations that are out there, there's always something you can do. So I'm gonna share uh, eight things I learned that caused me to be overweight. <laughs> you know, these are eight things uh, that uh, have led to me ending up being overweight. And again, being very transparent, I'm gonna start at number eight and I'm gonna go to number one and I'm gonna share what those things are, but I'm gonna share, okay, what can I do about those things? Again, if you're dealing with weight, maybe some of these things will help you. If you're dealing with other things, make your own list. Just follow this pattern. Number eight, you know, how did I get here? How did I get to the place of waking up one day and I'm wearing, you know, clothes that I, didn't wear years ago and dealing with weight. How did I get here? And uh, I can't blame uh, God. I can't blame, uh, you know, uh, things in life. Uh, You know, it starts right here. And so here's my top eight. Number eight is eating when I'm not hungry. It is so easy to just eat because the food is there. Uh, You know, our bodies become hungry when the body needs food. It's the way it's supposed to work. But through life, we've created habits, I've created habits that say, no, you eat because it's uh, five o'clock and you're fixing to drive home and there's some food laying out here. Um, You eat uh, when you uh, watch TV at night because there's chips laying there. Okay, I'm not even really hungry. I just have a desire to eat because it's a habit. Um, and I don't know all the psychology that goes into that. All I know is, is that one of the things that's led to weight gain in my life is eating when I'm not hungry. Uh, you know, there's a desire, but there's a difference between desire and hunger. Okay. And that's number eight. Number seven, eating the wrong foods. I mean, we can list them, sugar, carbs, more carbs, more carbs, more carbs, fast food, fried food. I mean, you know. You can go and you can Google all kinds of stuff, and you you don't. I don't even have to Google. You you know, okay, that a Big Mac is not the most healthiest food that's around. Uh, It's just the wrong foods. I've I've eaten the wrong foods, and that has led to weight gain. Number six, eating to celebrate or at a big event. Why is it that if tomorrow's the Super Bowl and we're having a bunch of people over? Why wouldn't we just naturally say, let's make a giant salad for everybody and, um, and, and have some uh, fruit out for everybody? What is it about a big event that causes us to think, man, this is when you really eat really bad food? <laughs> because I don't know what it is, but there's just something about a big event or a celebration. Hey, we just hit a big goal. Let's celebrate by doing this. You know what habit got created that said, "Hey, if it's a big event or a celebration, we've got to have the worst food to cause the greatest weight gain to celebrate this event." Again, I'm just being very honest. Number five, eating without tracking what I'm eating. Have you ever looked at the calories? And I'm talking to myself. You know, you look at the calories that are in some of these foods that are at some of these restaurants. You know, like a bloomin' onion or a big cheese-covered nacho. See, I'm making somebody hungry right now. Covered with beef and covered with all of this different stuff on it. It's like, you know, you get it for an appetizer and you find out later it's 2,500 calories, 200 carbs. You know, uh, I think what helped me one time to really make a shift was I tracked what I ate that day. And I'd eaten breakfast with like a chicken biscuit, a sweet tea, You're probably going to know where I was eating at, Uh, tater tots, and then I had a chicken sandwich for lunch with fries, sweet tea, love this food, love this company, you know, great, great group of people. But at the end of the day, I looked and I tracked and I had like 200 grams of sugar, 200 and something carbs. I mean, you know, and it just made me realize what I was putting in my body. So again, number five was eating without tracking food. Okay, that leads to weight gain. Number four, eating for convenience. I do not have food prepared at home, but McDonald's has my food prepared on the way home. So does Chick-fil-A, so does Taco Bell, so does uh, Steak and Shake. It's prepared and waiting for me, convenient. I I have fallen into the eating for convenience uh, problem more times than not. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you the times that I've stopped to put gas in the car and conveniently there were hot dogs on rollers at the uh, gas station. And it was easy to take them and eat them rather than go home and have to thaw something out, cook something because I have not prepared. So now I'm going to give you my top three. And again, this is all about talking about how you got there. And I'm listing everything that really helped me understand how I got there. Number three was eating to deal with stress or boredom. Let me tell you something. You know, there are people that say that uh, eating is not going to help your stress. They're liars. Every time I eat, it helps my stress. I, I mean, I'm just being very honest. I get stressed at work. I get stressed in a situation. I go and eat something I shouldn't eat. I feel so much better. That's just the truth of it. But you know what? I have just moved my rudder further away in a direction from where I want to go. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that it doesn't help my stress in the moment, but it increases my stress in the long term. And so uh, that that's not going to be you know a good reason uh, to eat, even though it does accomplish what I want it to accomplish in the moment. Uh, I've got to look at it deeper than that. Okay, but that's the number three reason that I end up in the condition I'm in because turning to food to relieve stress or even boredom, which is another form of stress. Now, here's my top two. Uh, Eating late at night or after dinner. I can't tell you how many times if I can shut off the eating snacking machine at dinner, uh, maybe drink uh, teas um, that don't have sugar in them, or... um, flavored waters or something like that until I go to bed. If I can go to bed, get to sleep, not get up in the middle of the night and sleepwalk into Peter Pan land or one of those other snacks that are in the cupboard. If I can make it through the whole night and get to the morning, guess what? It seems like I go into the next day winning the next day. There's something about my body, the way I feel, uh, you know, everything else. So there's like this magical window For me, this may not be for anybody else or this may be your number eight and not your number two, but for me, number two is if I can get through the night from seven to sleep to bed, okay, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to maintain my weight. And so again, I'm just naming the stuff. How did I get here? The number one way I got here in my mind for me, again, maybe yours, may not be yours, was failing to be perfect. you know, when I really, and this is what you need to do, you really need to take a hard look at it. Take time to think about it. You know, again, go, go figure out what you need to do to make a change in your life, but figure out how you got there so you don't repeat it again. Because the things that got you there, if you don't find a way to do something different, you will do them again. So this is what this exercise in honesty, the first decision is all about. So I know that I have trouble when I'm not perfect. Let me give you an example. I do great at breakfast, do great at lunch, do great at dinner, but then I do something stupid after dinner and then I feel like I've blown it, so then I don't finish the day good. Or I do bad at lunch and I go, you know what, I've blown the day. I call it the heck with it syndrome, not the heck with it. I do bad at lunch, you know what, I ruin the day. I'll start tomorrow. Now I'm gonna have a bad dinner. You know, I think what I have forgotten and what sometimes we have forgotten in terms of perfection is that a D is still a passing grade. It's a bad grade. It's not a good grade. You don't want to have Ds on your report card or Ds in life, but you know what? A D is a 60 to 69%. It's not 100%. And I've had to tell myself, you know what? You can't let imperfection make you quit. You can't be like playing a ball game, but you ruin a quarter and then get behind and then you quit. But that's what I was doing. I would find myself great momentum, but then I would blow it. I'd end up at a restaurant that I shouldn't be at because I'm going to choose badly, poorly. And I find myself then saying, you know what, the day's ruined. To heck with it. And, and I'm just being very honest. I had to have that type of conversation with myself to look at this differently. So all these eight things, the question, and I kind of alluded to a little of this is, is there anything you can do about it? Okay, eating when I'm not hungry. You know what? I can remove stuff that's around me. I can drink flavored waters. Uh, I can plan better. There's so much I can do. Eating the wrong foods. Don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. Plan ahead buy good food and have only good choices around so when you are hungry you don't fall into it. Those are, that's just a few. Uh, Eating to celebrate a big event, you know, why can't you still plan a big event and cook really good tasty food and, and maybe even get a little gourmet involvement in it and maybe try a new recipe or something like that, but they're good choices instead of bad choices. I mean, you know, I just found out recently there's these chips that they've created that have no grains in them, they have no sugars in them, they're made from uh, a root plant, uh, and they're like totally, totally better for you as far as eating healthy. Well, what have you got those instead? I mean, again, there's things I can do. Uh, Eating without tracking what I was eating, that's just a daily decision I need to make, and I got to track it even if I mess up. See, what would happen is I'm tracking, as long as I'm doing good, I mess up, I ain't tracking that. I'm done tracking. No, I need to track it and I need to continue to track it. Eating for convenience, you know what I found helped me? Take the interstate home instead of the highway. What do I mean by that? There's a highway that I come home on that I pass 17 fast food places and a couple of gas stations that serve those hot dogs I was talking about. But if I hit the interstate, guess what? The only thing I pass on the way home is a 7-Eleven, and there ain't nothing there that I want. So, uh, when I make that decision to stay off that road, guess what, I limit that tendency. And again, I'm, I'm, share, I'm being transparent, so you can understand, you just, what can I do about these things that led to where I'm at? Uh, eating to deal with stress or boredom, you know, obviously I know that's gonna relieve stress, but what else can I do to relieve stress? What can I do you know, are there healthy alternatives? And I'm sure, and in, in you may have ideas, you know, I love feedback. You know, one of the things, you know, I would like is for people to give me feedback. And so uh, where you see this show posted on um, YouTube and also um, on iTunes, you know, feel free to give feedback. Maybe there's something you've learned that will help me. I would love your help. Uh, Eating late at night or after dinner, if it comes down to it, I will get combination locks that my wife only has the combination to, and we lock up the entire kitchen at night. If that's what it takes, because I want to change the course direction. But there are other things, of course, that I can do. Failing to be perfect, understand you're still winning. Look at things differently, and that's, I'm giving you some real-time answers that I've been getting recently. Again, this isn't something I learned 10 years ago, this is something that I'm applying from things I've learned in my current state. So as you ask yourself these honest questions, and I spent a lot of time on this decision because it really, the other ones we're going to fly through a little bit, but it really begins with the decision to be honest with yourself, ask where you're at, okay, if you don't change, where are you headed? Where do you really want to go? Do you want to stay in that job? Okay, I'm not talking about that we, we all have dreams, we all have things that we hope will happen. I'm talking about do you really, really believe you're supposed to stay there? Well, what are you gonna have to do? What are you gonna have to change? So decision number one is be honest with yourself. Decision number two is a decision to make a commitment to really try. You know, when you know, okay, this is where I'm at, this is where I've failed, I'm going to make a commitment to try. And you've got to make that commitment despite. I want you to think about the word despite. You know, despite these things, you're going to make a commitment. Despite all the failures that you've had in the past of trying to do this. Imagine Edison, if he had said, well, I want to try and invent a light bulb, but I've failed so many times. You know, he said, despite the last failure and the one before and the one before and the one, well, when are you going to quit and realize that you're just failing? I'm not, because I want the results. And if it takes years, I'm gonna try again, because I want those results, despite what people say. You know, there are gonna be people that uh, are gonna speak into any situation, and again, they're numerous, to try to say, oh, you can't do that, you just need to live with that. I mean, or, you're gonna fail, you failed before, we don't even wanna hear it. And you know, and obviously, it, it's smart to not uh, brag or make big statements that you can't back up. Many times you just need to do what you're supposed to do and let the actions speak for themselves. But sometimes people are trying to speak into your life and they're not in an encouraging way. Despite your own doubts, you know, um, things are going to come up in your mind and say, well, you know what, you really can't change this area of your life. You know, you're really going to have to live with it. Despite that, I'm going to try to change this area of my life. I am going to pull on that rudder, and I'm going to move so that my life direction can change, and I can begin to head where I'm at. Again, you've identified where you want to be. Maybe in your marriage, your weight, your job, your finances. You know, somebody could say you're never going to pay off all this debt. I had somebody try to advise me one time. Well, you know, the best thing to do is declare bankruptcy, and you can start over. That's a terrible decision. I mean, sometimes people have to, but it's an escape route uh, to just start over again. And you know something? Many of those people find themselves in the same bad financial shape because they don't look at what caused them to get in that shape and they repeat it again. And that's why, back to the honesty, you need to do that. But again, decision to make a commitment to try despite what it may Cost you, despite the time it will take, the years it will take, you know you're going to make that decision. That's the second decision you have to make. It's just okay, all in. Okay, I'm a, no matter if it looks different in the end, or no matter how many times I stumble today, on this particular date, I am going to make a decision to try. I'm making a commitment. I'm committing myself. I'm going all in, and to trying. Decision number three, and this is probably uh, I say honesty was most important. You can't begin without that. But this is my probably uh, most important decision and is to find the power to do it. And, and let me tell you what I mean by that, the power to do that. Uh, for me, uh, that begins with God. You know, my relationship with God through Jesus Christ in His, in His Word and through His Holy Spirit, that is the power in my life that enables me to do things that I can't do on my own. I mean, there's a scripture that talks about with men this is impossible, uh, referring to uh, rich riches and entering the kingdom of God, but it's a general statement of there are things that are impossible with men, but those things are possible with God. And I look to my Creator and I go, you know, I can't do this, but with you and with your help I can do all things. I can do anything. And so, you know, that can begin with God, but it can go, again, the decision to find the power. Mine begins with God, and I put God at the top of everything. But family, friends, coaches, uh, you know, people that are there to bring motivation and accountability. You know, and you can find these things without even having uh, a one-on-one relationship. I have people online that I listen to, podcast. uh, people that are actually doing uh, video teachings about health, and the more I listen to it, the more it gives me power. See, motivation is power. Motivation is the power, the engine to to make the decision. You know, how are you gonna get over that next hill? You need power to get over that next hill. How are you gonna make that decision that's coming up, that's a hard decision? You need power to do that. Again, for me, it begins with God, but it also goes into Gaining motivation, gaining accountability, you know, part of me doing this on this broadcast is to give me motivation to make some hard decisions, to make a change in my life because I want to help not only change my life, but help change uh, other people's lives. In the end, it's really about finding the why and the power to do that why. And so making a decision, to find the power, to fuel the power in your life, the motivation and accountability. That's decision number three. Decision number four is a decision to make a plan. You know, have you ever heard it said that um, nobody plans to fail but many fail to plan? You know, something that doesn't get scheduled doesn't get done. And in the end, you need to make a plan. Whether you use a journal, a calendar, whether you do it online, you need to make an actual plan. The same way I said, you're starting here, but you want to go here. How are you going to get there? Like if you're, you're making these heart decisions, you're understanding what kept you trapped where you're trapped at. You know, there's some people that are dealing with addictions. Okay, what is leading to the addictions? You know, you may need help beginning with God and, 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 and actually professional help, but What do you have to do? The alcoholic that says, I am tired of living this way has to make a decision and realize what is it that's leading to this and what help do I need to make a decision to do this? What is the roadmap? Does it include the 12 steps and Alcoholic Anonymous or support group? What is it that I need to put into place that is the roadmap of steps I need to take? I've actually been following... Uh, two individuals, I don't mind sharing about them because I think their, their work is fantastic. One of them is Dr. Eric Berg, who, yes, he is a chiropractor who shares on healthy lifestyle through uh, eating keto and in intermittent fasting, which works for me, which makes me feel better than anything else I've ever tried before. But I listen to his podcast, but I also get material that helps encourage me and helps me understand how I need to plan. I have apps on my phone that I can track food and know where my carbs are at and my fat, healthy fats, because I'm talking about healthy keto, healthy fats are at, and all of the different things that I need to be taking. I also listen to another individual named Dr. Stephen Gundry who talks about, he was a heart surgeon, world-renowned heart surgeon, who has learned the real reason that many of us are in bad health today from autoimmune diseases to heart disease. And you'll be surprised to find out it's not what you thought. Uh, and this is a guy that was the leading um, leader of the American Heart Association, but also part of uh, many, many heart transplants over the years and as a teaching uh, professor. Uh, this guy knows what he's talking about. But I listened to him because he's learned and he's saying, hey, here's some things you need to do. So there's been some things we've thrown out and some things we've brought in to our house. Why? Because I, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have, okay, this is where I've got to start. And again, back to the perfection thing. I messed up yesterday, it doesn't matter. Get back on the plan, get back on the plan. Turn the rudder back, The rudder. T- turn the rudder back and keep making daily decisions. You know, what are your steps and what are the things you can do every day? Where do you need help? Don't be afraid to ask for help. You, you're struggling in your marriage, Okay, go get counseling. Go speak to somebody that can help you and guide you and can help you. You know, uh, uh, know, many people don't understand what life coaching is. Life coaching isn't someone sitting there telling you everything you need to do. A good trained life coach, really what they do is ask questions and they lead you. And again, back to the title of this episode, helping you make a turn, a U-turn in your life. It's what life coaching is all about, it's asking questions that you answer and you come to the discovery of what you need to do so that you can make the decision to do it. But maybe you need a life coach, maybe you need a counselor or a pastor, but make that decision. Get whatever help that you need to be able to do whatever you need to do. You know, make goals. You know, I've got a calendar that hangs on the wall in my office and I have a calendar that I keep and I I track my goals. And there's been times I have failed, 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 but I still keep that goal up in front of me. I still keep it in front of me because that's where I want to go. And I may fail, but that's where I want to go. And eventually I'm going to make the decisions and I'm going to make the change and I'm going to get to where I want to go. I'm not going to take down that goal. My failure doesn't take away my desire to reach that goal. And you've got to make that same decision to deal with failure and deal with imperfection and keep going. What does your destination look like? I have a vision board uh, that I have in my office that I put up in front of me every day. And yes, sometimes it gets old. And yes, sometimes I want to change it out. And sometimes I do, I'll put a new picture, but I have seven areas in my life that, I call them my, my seven mountains that I want to climb in my life, where I want to get to in my life. And uh, they start personally, but they also go professionally. And, and every day I'll be sitting in my prayer chair, you know, spending time with God and reading His Word. And that vision board is in front of me, It is in front of me every day because I have put on that board, that's where I want to go. That's my destination. So again, the fourth decision is you got to make a plan, make a vision board, make goals, and and don't let well I tried this before get up and do it again because I can tell you something the most successful people in life are people that write down their goals make their vision clear and keep it in front of them despite failure and you and I got to do the same thing the last decision that we've all got to make to really make life change uh, in our life happen is simply the decision to believe you know so much in life will come against your own mind and your own thoughts of what's possible and you know in the end you know I you know I I believe that even in following God that there are many times that I believe that the enemy you know you could say the devil the demons the enemy of God will come against my mind and cause me to doubt and the ultimate thing in my spiritual walk that i feel like the enemy's trying to do is trying to get me to quit and his big source of trying to get me to quit is causing me to doubt or not believe it Uh, that's never going to happen don you're never going to achieve that you can keep trying but you're never going to achieve that because the moment you no longer believe it's possible guess what you're going to live according to what your belief is and you're gonna live in a way that doesn't step out to fulfill something because you've convinced yourself that it's not possible. You know, I can tell you stories of people that paid off hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and they didn't win the lottery, they didn't get a huge inheritance and they didn't have a a six-figure income. They just were consistent with what they were doing and they kept believing, I can pay this debt off, I can pay this debt off. All you have to do is watch Dave Ramsey and listen to any of his shows, and listen to those people that come on there to do that, uh, that scream they do when they get out of debt, and you'll find ordinary people that just made daily decisions and it was possible. You may be thinking the same thing. I've got this huge mountain of debt. There's no way I can ever n- do this. No, you need to believe it's possible. You may be looking at, you know, uh, like me, I need to lose an amount of weight. There's some people that they need to lose hundreds of pounds. You know, their health is in danger. You know, all you have to do is go online and look for testimonials. And and I'm not talking about biggest loser testimonials, although there are some there. I'm talking about testimonials where somebody is sharing, I did this. How did you do this? How did you keep it off for four years? That's what I do. I keep stories in front of me of people that have succeeded because I know if they can, I can. You know, you may be looking at uh, your marriage and you may be saying, I just don't know how to turn this around. I don't know how to repair this. You know, if you believe it's not possible, you're going to accept that. You got to believe that there's a way. Does that mean that you can absolutely predict that everything is going to uh, turn out as you want it? Not, Not in every case, but you'll guarantee it will never happen if you don't believe it's possible. So the last decision we have to make is we gotta go against popular opinion because popular opinion in the world we live in is that you can't do it. You know, the little engine that could, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Okay, that story is so famous because we all want to believe we can and the biggest decision that we need to make to be able to make life change, to be able to make a U-turn in our life is the decision to believe. So I want to encourage you today, go through these decisions and look at what it is you want to change in your life. Start with where you're at. Find out where you want to go. Be honest with yourself. Are you headed there? Are you headed another direction? And begin to make life change in your life. I, I, in the coming uh, months, I'll be sharing on all kinds of different subjects, plus doing interviews. But along the way, I'm going to keep sharing my journey. The next time that you see me, I'm going to share what progress I've made. You know, maybe I'll be speaking on a different subject, but I'll allude to this broadcast and where I'm currently at, what I've learned, progress I've made. I'm not telling anybody my weight, but I'm going to tell you what progress that I've made. And at some point I'll share, you know, what I've learned along the way. And I'd love to hear from you what you've learned and what you've gained. Because I believe that we encourage each other. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, we sharpen each other. And I want to do that with you, but I want you to do that with me. And so until we meet again and we talk again, I'm praying that the ripples you create today would become the waves of the future and that you would live a life worth remembering. God bless each and every one of you.